Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. And we are back at the island, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy this is Benita. This is Cheryl. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is BJ. How are y'all doing? It's a new year. It's 2021. And I'm so glad we are done with the other year. Oh, Amen. I read somewhere that somebody said that 2020 just went and put a wig on and came back as 2021 because <laughs> we started this year off with a true bang. Mm. Yes, we did. Yes. It's it's. Is there such a thing as too much excitement? Um, it doesn't appear to be. Ooh, too much. It's a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it excitement <laughs> or just chaos. downright chaos. Yes. Chaos, drama. It's like we feel kind of like bipolar. You know, you get excited over one thing and then within the next day something different happens that pull you back and then you get excited over something else. So it's been a definitely whiplash uh, 2021 so far. It sure has. So uh, we made it through Christmas and we made it through New Year's. How was y'all's holidays? Fantastic. It was just me, my husband, my son, and my daughter in our famous Christmas pajamas. <laughs> We had a great time. And it was the same here. We were just uh, just close family. My mom, 97, my husband, and my 13-year-old grandson. So we just had a foursome and had a good time together. And I bought some games so that we could all play games and challenge each other. So it was fun. What, what interesting or fun game did y'all get? Well, I guess it's called Jenga. I know oh, everybody yeah. else already has them, but we did Jenga. We did Connect Four. And then I make up games, you know, like everybody has to name something that's blue and it has to be this or that. And so we, we do those kind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was just my husband and I and um, my son. And um, yeah, that was it. We just sat around and watched a lot of basketball. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. The NBA was on. Yes. and um, Actually, both of my sons were here. Um, my youngest was here briefly. But yeah, we had a, we had a nice, quiet Christmas Day. My husband and my daughter made macaroni and cheese Ooh, via yummy. Zoom, <laughs> and it turned out excellent. Wow. That's awesome. Because she's yes. still in New York, right? She sure is. She's still in New York. And okay. doing okay. Yes. That's yes. awesome. And Faye and Reggie stopped by also. So it was a good day. It and was our a good daughter day. stopped by. She stopped by and brought a few things. So that was real good, too. Okay. That's she's good. our chef. Oh, yeah, Miss Ashley. Yeah. Well, we had a good time. Yeah, it's two different Ashleys that we're speaking of. They each have an Ashley for a daughter. Yes. <laughs> I have an Ashley, and Beverly has an Ashley. Yes. Two Ashleys. So we actually just stayed in our pajamas the whole day, which was great. And we watched some movies, uh, the new movie, new movie Soul on Disney Channel. How, how is that? That is so great. If you love uh, jazz music, mm -hmm. you will love this show. Okay. And you know what? I got... Um, I don't know if it was disconnected with the second portion of it. I won't give it away, but okay. the switch in the movie. But then once I came back to it, I had to watch it a second time to enjoy, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, so you can understand it. Yeah, yeah it was yes. deep. Yeah, it was deep. Yeah. yeah. It takes you down a couple of loops, but we won't give it away. No. <laughs> Please don't, because I'm going to watch it. It's, it's worth good. watching. It yeah. is. And then we watched Wonder Woman. Uh, it was pretty good. I like the first Wonder Woman better. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the second one was, it, it kept my attention. 
Yeah. And it was action packed. I mean, some of it was just fun. Yeah. You, know, you want to feel good, and it yeah. made me feel good. Yeah. yeah. She was all for good. It was a good movie, but you know, it just took a little while to get going. So yeah. Okay. How were your New Year's? Ours was kind of quiet again. We um. We did a toast with champagne, and we have a great aerial view, so we watched a lot of fireworks, a lot. Wow. And they started early. They started at 8.30 here in my neighborhood. So. Now, did your fireworks actually go on the next day also, the next night? Did people pop fireworks on the second? If they did, I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah. We had fireworks the next night also, yeah. Wow. We had fireworks two nights, but they started awfully early, like mm-hmm. 6.30. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We already heard fireworks, and I was like, okay, I'm not in the city, but I hear a lot of boom, 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 boom. But then when we went outside, there were beautiful fireworks to watch. Yeah. Yes, and we did the toast also. Yeah. yeah it was, it's so funny because when you're watching the television, you don't know whether to toast the New Year in on Eastern time. <laughs> <laughs> and because we're in Central, you know, we had to wait till the Central time, uh, 12 o'clock, but we did toast. So we just had two toasts, though. <laughs> well, you all, I have to tell you this. My mother, 97, my grandson, 13, and myself, we were ready to toast the New Year in. My husband was already in bed, and I'm like, you got to get up. So we're pulling on him, trying to get him up so he could open up the sparkling apple cider, and we could toast. So we toasted with water first, and then by the time he got the stopper out of it and everything, then we toasted the New Year five minutes after. <laughs> but you got there. Yes, he did talk. Yes. But he was a party pooper. And then he went back to bed, huh? He did, but we stayed up. Okay. We had fun. Okay. Yeah, we stayed up and I watched some more movies, Netflix. That's like second nature in this house now. Mm-hmm. Yes, Netflix. Have you guys watched The Bridgerton? Not, Not yet. yet. Oh my goodness, it's a Shonda Ryan's I know, show. I know, I it's, know. It's very good, and I love movies like that because I'm a Pride and Prejudice girl. I just okay. love those kind of movies. I don't know, I don't know if I maybe should have been born in England or London. <laughs> I love those movies. So it's a really good series, and to be honest with you, it's that was just the first season, so mm-hmm. it's going to come on another So season. you watched the whole season? The whole season. To How me, many it's episodes? Like, it's probably, I think it's about eight or nine episodes. Oh, my goodness. So we've got to play catch-up already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole you, season is out Did you there. do the whole season in one night? Did no, you binge no, it? No, I took about a couple of days to do it. You're not a binger. You're not <laughs> a binger. I couldn't because, you know, my husband's like, what you watching now? You know, he, that's not his thing, so I have to break from that and watch the stuff that he likes to mm-hmm. watch. Yeah, as long as you're not watching the Cowboys, we're good. Oh, my goodness. Poor Cowboys. I'm kind of glad they didn't win because of what Philadelphia did uh, with switching out their quarterback at the last minute with Washington. So, all you sports fans out there, you you guys understand what I'm saying. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because whoever won the game between New York and Dallas, Mm -hmm. Washington actually had – Eagles had to beat Washington in order for that team to get in. Exactly. So New York is standing by waiting for the Eagles to beat Washington. And at the last minute, last quarter, the... um, Somebody didn't turn their phone on silent. I did. I don't know why. Yes, I did. I don't know why it's doing that. Why is it quacking? It's quacking because it's giving me notifications. How embarrassing is that? That's what happens at the kitchen island. But anyway, they switched their quarterback out that was winning the game in, in the fourth quarter, so the Eagles wind up, you know, biting yes. the dust. So New York fans were upset. But, you know, it's up to you to 
win. You shouldn't have to be on the heels of another team to get you into the playoffs. That is exactly right. I yeah. agree. Yeah, you're right. Oh my goodness, y'all! So playoff time. You yeah, it is. It is, and I'm so happy that sports uh, has been a distractor for me because once again, here we go with your boy Cheryl. <laughs> Why so, does he have to be my boy? <laughs> I don't know. But what day was that? Uh, January 6th. My mom's wedding anniversary. Well, that's also the day after the 5th, mm. which they had the runoff in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Democrats prevailed. Yes. Um, Warnock and Ossoff? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Both won their races. So let's give a big congratulations to those two. Yes. It was a hard-fought race. It was a runoff. Mm-hmm. And so we are happy for them. We're going to pray for them because they got a long road. It's not easy. This is That was the easy part, actually, y'all. And both made history. And they both made yes. history. Ossoff, 33 years old, first Jewish senator from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And what? Say his name. Warnock. Warnock, first African American to represent Atlanta or Georgia. 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 Yeah. Georgia. Talking about chocolate. <laughs> so that's history. That in is both history. Yes. So you know, while we were waiting for the results on basically the next day, that morning, I think they announced it for Warnock in the middle of the night. Yes. But we were still mm-hmm. waiting to hear about Ossoff on. Wednesday, mm-hmm. and so in the meantime, the um, electoral college, the uh, congressmen and women. Thank you. The Congress met. Yes. And wanted to officially count the electoral, and I want to say stamp of approval, but what am I looking for, it's y'all? Certified. Certified. Mm-hmm. There yes. you go. And so while that was happening, I was actually watching it. Because uh, I, I thought it was fascinating. I had never seen it. And I don't think they've ever televised that, have they? No, they haven't because they, they, usually probably on C-SPAN maybe, um, but mm-hmm. not on the broadcast shows that we normally watch, like the news shows. Uh, because it's only because, a formality, right? Right, normally. it's only a formality that takes, what, about 25 to 30 yes, minutes yes. max? That's how much it's, it's a 30 minute take. deal. Yes. Because literally, you just come, you read off the votes, you know, the electoral college for each state, by state, they go by alphabetical order, mm-hmm. and then the vice president, whoever that vice president is at the time, uh, finalizes it by signing his name on the paper that says, yes, we've certified all of these electoral college votes, and it's a done deal. But we had people that wanted to object based on, you know, a lot of things they had been reading on the internet or seeing or hearing from our current president. Uh, and that's what was going to take up a lot of the time. So that's the reason why it was being televised, because this was such an unprecedented type of thing. The only other time that it happened was, do you guys remember when Al Gore lost Florida? Yes. yes. And he lost Florida by probably about 563 votes, and they were trying to do the chairs and look at, redo calculated and everything. Well, he was man enough as the vice president at that moment in time to go through that process in order to certify Bush as running mm-hmm. the guy that ran against him, uh, George W. Bush. Uh, and they only had one objection during that time because of the fact that, of course, people were very upset and they really thought that 
they had a chance of recounting the votes again in Florida. You're talking 563 votes uh, that, that a person could have potentially been the president of the United States out of millions of votes. So, of course, they wanted to try and, you know, recalculate it. But at any rate, Gore stood up there and did his job. It was hard for him to do it, but he did it. This time, man, I felt kind of sorry for Vice President Pence because he had to go through mm -hmm. Donald Trump and Donald Trump supporters. And, and he received calls and requests, you know, from pressure from the president to do something totally different. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's hard when somebody's asking you to do something against the Constitution, against the rules, and not right. do the right thing. It's just like Spike Lee said, do the right thing. It was so sad to see the siege, though. I don't know about you guys. I was actually, you. it's one of those things that you're going to remember where you were when you heard about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in my car driving and listening to it on the news. I was like, what? They're taking over the Capitol? Mm. So I rushed in the house, you know, turned on the television. It was scary. And you saw people breaking windows, glasses, and, and just actually inside the chambers. That's what scared me. And picked up Nancy Pelosi's lectern or podium and just with your feet up on the desk just a lot of disrespect for our nation I think. not just the disrespect but lives were on the line and you mm -hmm. literally had in that building the second the third and the fourth person in command mm -hmm. if anything was to happen to the president all in the same location exactly so it was very scary to see how our actual uh chain of command could have been obliterated uh if those people had actually gotten to our uh congressmen and women and the the, the congressional group of people was petrified they were yeah. afraid and i think that it made it serious to everybody involved so a lot of the people or of those 12 that were going to protest the electoral votes, we know that some of them dropped out because they realized after this issue mm -hmm. that there was, this is serious and we can't do this. It doesn't mean anything. Why are we doing it? And some of those uh, congressmen and women, they actually started calling their, their families and yes. saying that if, if I don't get to talk to you again, you I know, love you. I love you. Yeah. I just want to let you know what's happening here. Um, because we know, you know, if they were able to get in, truly got in, you know, automatic weapons into that place, it would have been like chaos, even it more chaos. It would have been like being in Afghanistan or Vietnam when it was the war. That's yeah. what it would have been like. Yeah, they were saying that, thank God, there were, wasn't a lot of weapons mm -hmm. that they know of, that they could see. Um, because then that would have been a whole, really, war. They couldn't get them into the area where they were in, within D.C. area. They could not get them in. There. Right. Trust and believe that they could have. Exactly. Like they've marched on other capitals mm -hmm. in the United States with mm -hmm. actual automatic weapons. They right. would have done it. Right. Um, but thank God that they were not able to. It's bad enough that five people did die and lose their mm -hmm. life, including one of the Capitol Police officers. Yeah. That was, that was just... It was just sad to watch. The whole thing yeah. was... And I was watching it unfold. Um, like I said, I, I had never watched that procedure. And then when that all started happening, my mouth just kind of dropped. And I was just thinking, is this a movie? Is this really happening? It was just shocking. Mm -hmm. It really was. And a lot of people were like, well, how come, you know, they had the cameras already rolling? Well, you already had camera people in there, camera 
crews in there because they were filming it live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, they're going to try and get the shots of what was going on. And thank God they did. Because a lot of these people are being, you know, recognized and actually being arrested now that they've gotten back home to their home states. And when you brag on social media, just remember it can flip on you. And so that's what's happened to a lot of people. They bragged on social media and now they're easy to find. Exactly. So to all of you young people and even all of you older people that are out there that put stuff on social media, I am in IT. Even if you delete it, it is forever in the ether. Exactly. <laughs> forever. You exactly. cannot delete it. I don't care how many times you think you're bringing it down and deleting it. Trust me, they have tools to pull everything you have ever put out on, on social media. Exactly. And so with that being said, we want to stay in prayer for our new administration that's coming in. And even the, the people that are going out, the people that have resigned, the people that are still delusional, we just need to be in constant prayer because yes. the United States is just right now topsy-turvy. It's just you don't know what you're going to get from day to day, from hour to hour, and people, people's hearts and minds are like off the rails, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they've jumped the tracks, and, and it's just crazy, and so the inauguration is January 20th, yes, 20th, and so um, Cheryl's man in the White House is saying he is not going to go <laughs> to the inauguration, and Biden says he's good with that. Um, Pence is saying, and we, we keep it on CNN right now just so we can uh, keep uh, current with everything. And, and Pence is saying that he will attend the inauguration, and that's good. Mm -hmm. um, but we just need to be in prayer, and we need to, as I always say, do our part, love each other, accept the differences in opinions, and, um, and do what we're supposed to do. Um, it's kind of scary, y'all. It really is. I don't I don't really leave the house and go very many places at all because of the virus and that's a whole nother segment on the podcast, but just even taking my car for a spin to the gas station. Sometimes I'm I get kind of nervous cuz you pull up next to a car and people look at you kind of strange and thinking, "Well, what's up? What are, what's going on?" And then people have all these flags on their trucks and you know, just yelling thing. It's just... I like to say, be prayerful and careful. Uh, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Exactly. And so we cannot live our lives in fear. And mm -hmm. if we, we know him mm -hmm. and we know whose we are, mm -hmm. uh, then we know that he's going to protect us. Exactly. Uh, but be prayerful and careful. And I just believe in my heart that in this country, in this world, actually, we have more in common than we have apart. I know. We have so much more in common. All of us love our families. All of us want the best for our families. All of us want the best for the people in our sphere. And it's so possible to have that in the greatest country in, in the world. So I just wish that we would, when, when we're speaking, listen more to understand and not always listening to reply. Mm -hmm. I like that. Listen like more that. to like understand and not always listening to reply. So, and I, I just believe in my heart once we start, really, it has to start with us individually mm -hmm. um, to show love, even to our current president, because obviously there's some things going on with him, and like we always do, my husband and I, we always pray for him, and, uh, and I know your husband does the same thing. Yes. yes. And so we just try to make sure that we continue to pray for our current administration, like you said, and then our incoming administration. 
um, because we gotta get to a point where we're loving one another and being on one accord because we have more in common than we have apart from each other. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it just makes me sad that politicians are politicking when we have things like unemployment and homelessness and mm-hmm. climate control and you know not to mention all the things with racism. It's just so many other things, but the the people that are supposed to be leading us and helping us and guiding us and making a clear path for us to be successful are focused on themselves. And that's just so selfish and so hurtful, yeah. to they're, be honest. They're jockeying for position. Mm-hmm. And, of um, power. Of power. Mm-hmm. And you got to, you know, if you're going <laughs> to go for being a senator or a House of Representatives, it should be based on the, the spirit of servanthood. Exactly. Not the spirit of pride. And too much of, of, of our um, elected, too many of our elected officials are looking at it from a, a space of pride. You know, what is, it's all about me versus I'm here to serve the people. Now, don't get me wrong, there's so many great men and women that are in our Congress that are servants. People. They, they're here to serve the people. Uh, but we, you do have some outliers that will cause so much problems only because they're looking at how do I get elected next cycle. Next cycle might be two to four years from them, from now, instead of doing the work of the people. Right. So it's we need to be more about people and not power. Yes. Because if we look out for people, people joining together, that is power. Mm-hmm. And... You know, at this moment, I can't say that people in other countries are jumping to come here. Where normally people are like, yeah, I want to go to the United States. It's a better way of life. It's a better way of living. You know, I've heard good things, but I don't think so this week. They're in shock. Yes. If you listen to any of the news shows that uh, got comments from different leaders in other nations, and they're in shock. They can't believe that the United States of America, the major symbol of democracy, has turned upside down. And we don't have people who are fighting for democracy. They're fighting, like you said, for themselves and looking at what they can get out of everything. And you're right. you got to think about being servants and taking care of each other. So we are our brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. And we just need to do, I keep saying it, we need to do the right thing. And the right thing is to work for the people, not against them, not for your own personal agenda, not for your friends who may gain some money or gain some position or notoriety because of something that you do. You're right. It's simple. And when you said people uh, be people versus power, the thing is if we understand who we are and whose we are, mm-hmm. we'll know, we understand that we already have the power. Because God say, I can do exceedingly, abundantly, all that you can ever think or imagine according to the power that works within us. And that's his power within us. So if you, if you already know whose you are mm-hmm. and what's on the inside of you because you belong to him, you already have the power. You don't necessarily need to try to usurp the power from some other entity. That just means that you're not in lockstep with the Father if you feel like you got to go and usurp somebody's power. Uh, so you should always be about the people versus the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the people, I might be taking us off, but the people have to hold those elected, as you said earlier, accountable. It, it doesn't mean that we don't 
don't stop working toward the good for the people. But we gotta hold you accountable. So if we elect you, we should hold everybody accountable to do the things that are best for the people. And when we sit back and are silent or don't do that, then we're at fault. And I want to say all the people, because so many people are feeling disenfranchised. Yes. That's why we have so many polarized groups right now, because everybody feel like you're not paying enough attention to me, or I'm not, you're not paying enough attention. It's kind of like a parent with six kids, and all of them are like, wait a minute, you're supposed to be paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. I think each different group have their own different issues mm-hmm. and feel like they're disenfranchised. But I believe that if we come together, we'll be able to do what's needed for each group. It might not be exactly what everybody wants, but it will be to the point where everybody can have a great life. Because we're the wealthiest country in, um, in the world. Yes. <laughs> it's like, how are we struggling with some of the things that we're dealing with right now? It's just amazing to see that in Florida, you have people that have to wait four, five, eight hours in line to get a shot. And these are elderly people, you know, in order to get their vaccine. It, it's just amazing that you know for us to be the type of country that most countries had us had to aspire to be i don't know if they're aspiring to be us now based no. on what's happening <laughs> but um we have got to get back to setting the standard the mm-hmm. gold standard of, of life and that, and that first of all starts with our relationship with god exactly and on that note we are going to take a break and we will be right back <laughs> And we are back at the island after our break. And um, listen, y'all, thinking old school, I remember when my mom used to say that she was making a New Year's resolution. I had no idea what that was till I got older and tried to make a few myself and realized I wasn't keeping them. almost like oh I'm going on a diet on Monday yeah right <laughs> you know that's yeah. probably that's probably the most popular New Year's resolution in the world I would love to take a poll to find out but I think it's because and I was thinking about this this morning why do people say that it's because we have like three months of eating <laughs> think about it October at the end all yeah. that candy you're buying candy if you yeah. don't give it all out then you're eating it yeah. and you're eating it all the way till Thanksgiving and then for some reason we feel like Thanksgiving has to be a feast because yes. the pilgrims said so <laughs> and who are the pilgrims <laughs> I don't have any pilgrims in my family but anyway, so then we eat all of that food for like two weeks in November. We try to eat it up because we paid for it and we cooked it and we slaved over it. And then we take maybe a week break, maybe not, because then all the holiday parties start. And oh, then we yeah. eat our Treats. way through December. And then comes January 1st and we're big. I'm big. All right. All right, woman. We all are. Right. But yeah, so, you and, overeat. Especially the pandemic and added to it. Yes. Yeah. I won't say I did it. The pandemic did. It. Yeah. And so last year was double, double butt. Yes. That's what I'm going to call it. The double butt. <laughs> I call the hips and thighs. <laughs> the double butt came about. And so I said that I was not actually going to make a New Year's resolution. I. I'm just going to keep with what I keep saying. Every Monday, I'm going to start anew. And every Monday, I start out. (laughs) (laughs) 
that is crazy because I said the same thing. I'm not doing a New Year's resolution. I don't know if it was just 2020 or I just decided, you know, I'm not going to put myself under pressure on doing a New Year's resolution. I'm just trying to get healthier. That's all. That's kind of what I did. Yeah. I said no more resolutions that I can't keep because then you're you're failing. Like, mm -hmm. but if you just try to do what you need to do, mm -hmm. I think you're better off. But I did make one. I don't know if it's a resolution. I would say I set a goal, mm -hmm. and one of those goals is not to pick and choose when I pray about things I should do, but to pray and ask God about everything. Mm. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, that's not important. I'm just going to do this or that. But I'm going to ask God about everything. And that's a famous proverb. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean that into your own, own understanding. Yeah. And all your ways. Not some things, but yes. in all your ways. Yes, and I just thought about it and I thought, oh, I always ask God. But no, I don't. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to make a conscious effort to be sure that I'm talking to him before I do anything. And I think before I open my mouth sometimes, I better be sure that I talk to him first. Yes. Well, see, that's going to really blow your goal apart because all these years you've been telling me he didn't recognize your voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to get on it too because, you know, both, my, both of us used to agree that he don't hear us. Yeah, he hears I'm Cheryl. He hears I'm Cheryl. I know. He he's like, who is that talking to me? <laughs> who? He hears all of his children. <laughs> now certain things that will hinder your prayers, but he hears you. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. So yeah, so it's hard to to do those New Year New Year's resolutions. So I like that what you said, Beverly. Make it more of a goal. Yeah. And we can't set ourselves up for um failure either. It has to be something attainable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? One more. Go ahead. Go for it. We've been talking about politicians and uh, the government. And so one of the things I thought about, and Cheryl has mentioned this before, that we have to hold politicians accountable. And so then I thought about it and, you know, I'm appalled at this and I don't like that. But how many times did I write or text that office of that senator or representative to let them know what I want or what I think is best for the people? And so one of my commitments, not a resolution, I'm just going to set it as a goal to speak up and speak out. And so that means letting those elected officials know exactly what we're looking for from them. And if they promise us something, hold them to it, knowing that it's contingent on what others in that organization do, do as well. But I just want to hold them accountable. And I got to do that by sending them something. I can't just sit back here and sit at the island and talk about them all the time and yeah. never get what we want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of inspired by your husband, Cheryl, um, when he said that in Bible study that he had written to yes. an elected official. Yes. Um, I won't say the word complaining, but expressing how he felt about whatever issue it was. Mm -hmm. And you're right. We need to hold them accountable and we need to, for lack of a better word, sit back and complain because mm -hmm. we can do that all day long. But in, and they don't know that how we feel, you know, as the little people. And I don't mean the little people that don't count, but as, the you know, the people that we were talking about in the first segment. So we need to express what we like, what we don't like, what we even if we don't agree, we can say we don't agree with that, 
you know, there might be a better way. This is how our community is feeling. This is how our church is feeling. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. The other thing, you know, one of the things I learned working in corporate America, um, it's not just, you don't want to just complain. You want to also have some recommendations. True. Some, solutions. some type yeah. of solutions. Yeah. So when you do write your representative and you have a, a, a complaint or you have a concern, I won't say a complaint, a concern, make sure you have some type of solution or recommendation right. uh, that would best suit you or your community. And so that'll give them something to go on because a lot of times we just vent and we really don't say, what is it that you really want? And as a counselor, that's what I like to ask my clients. You know, when you come in, you're having these conversations with your client. What is it? How would you like to see this happen? What, what would you like to see happen? Mm-hmm. How would you like to see different in this, this portion of your life? Um, and then have them to discuss those things. Because if you don't know where you're going, if he don't know what your community or what you're mm-hmm. thinking, how is that congresswoman or congressman going to help you? And the other part of that is encourage. Yes. We don't have to just write about what we don't like. We yes. can write and say you're doing a great job or thank you for making this law pass. So we got to do both sides of yes, it. Yes, I like that. As Vanita's over here scribbling, writing notes, I'm very interested in knowing what she's writing. Well, I guess I can ask you just because it just (laughs) jarred in my mind Uh, and it's directed toward you because you said um, clients. So the people that you work with, and this is kind of off topic, the people you work with are considered clients or patients? Clients. Clients. Okay. I'm not a medical doctor. Got it. I'm I'm a professional counselor. Got it. So they're considered to be clients. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering about that. Okay. Sorry if I got off topic there. So listen, y'all. So let's talk real briefly about some highs or let's let, actually let's talk about some lows of the, of the past year of mm-hmm. 2020. And, um, I can say, you know, I can, I can come up with a list of lows. Um, but I think what sticks out in my mind is the first low that kind of hit me um, for 2020 was when um, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the rest of the people were tragically killed in that helicopter mm-hmm. accident. That really, really hurt me bad. Um, he was someone that I, you know, listened to, kind of looked up to, even though I'm older. Um, but he was, to me, making a difference in the world. Um he was very involved with um, women's sports, and that means a lot to me because I am also. And so that really hit home, and that was a really, really low point. Not to mention, I mean, I'm not taking away from what happened to George Floyd um, and some of the other tragedies um, of people passing away or just, you know, the, the people that were um, tear gassed in the plaza mm-hmm. that day that were peacefully protest. It's just so many lows last year and it got kind of tough for me at times and I would have to turn the television off. So I just want to touch base with y'all and see what were some of the low points. And then we'll, we'll of course, ended up on some high points, but you know, what really, when you reflect back on the year, what was a low for you, Beverly? I have something that's a low, but it was a high. A low and a high together, I guess, because when you mentioned George Floyd, uh, it was so disheartening 
And it made me just sad to know that someone could be murdered like that. And now a family is affected, children are affected. You know, just more than one person is affected. A community. Both sides, the okay. killer and the one who was killed. But then I felt the high from, even though this is bad, it's sad, it's disheartening, young people, nobody had to wake up. Young people went to the streets all over the world to march and protest. Mm -hmm. And so even though they were attacked in some instances, I felt like that was a high because they got involved, they saw the injustice, they recognized the injustice, and they attempted to start doing something about it. So it was a high and a low. It's for like me a baton was passed from yes. the civil rights movement to yes. you know, the Black Lives Matter and other um, entities that are out there. Exactly. It was, it was definitely like a baton that was passed. It was. And we come, well, I come from the civil rights movement the 60s, and to see this now in the 2000s, that young people understand that you gotta speak up, you gotta say we're not gonna have injustice, and you gotta just make sure it doesn't happen again. So. And I would like to just piggyback off of what you're saying, even though that was a low, mm -hmm. uh, the taping that we did with the other young women from, Christian women from Arizona. Yes. That was a high because you, it started to actually open up conversation and dialogue between the two cultures, between the two communities, and I saw that as, as a positive. I did too. I did too. So that's my high and low all together. Well, I, well my low was, of course, COVID-19. Mm -hmm. um, that, that one was difficult. And it's so crazy you said Kobe Bryant because that seemed like it was such in the distant past mm -hmm. because so much stuff has happened since then. I just realized, wow, that did happen in 2020. Yeah. yeah. At the early part of 2020. Um, End but, of January. Yeah. I'll never forget that day. Yeah, yeah. In March, I was actually on a flight when it happened. Um, mm -hmm. And I was landing and we turned on our cell phones and our phones were just blowing up. And somebody was like, Kobe Bryant just died. I was like, what? So, uh, but at any rate, the COVID-19 was the big one for me. Uh, I was like, I, I was traveling. I was in the Bahamas when uh, President Trump was uh, on national news saying he was shutting down the borders to... Europe and so I was actually in the Bahamas for work and the very next day uh, we were due to travel out uh, and so I came back nervous that oh my god maybe I caught COVID while I was in the Bahamas because I was with a lot of people that were from Europe they had flown over for this particular event um, but the biggest thing was not being able to travel because I love traveling mm -hmm. I love travel I love going new places I love meeting people I'm a people person I love hugging people, I like consoling people, I love ministering to people, and not being able to do that was such a low for me this year. It was, it, it has been so difficult not to be able to do a lot of that. Um, so that was my low, uh, was COVID-19, and a lot of people that are sick from it now, which we know some people, mm -hmm. uh, and some people that have died from it, which we know some people. So COVID was, was COVID-19 was my low um, for 2020 and not being able to do the things that I would normally do as far as the compassion I like to give others. Now, my high 
You want to get to the high. Hey, let's go to the high. I don't want to sound bipolar, but my high was my granddaughter being born. And she was born on April 26th in the the middle of a pandemic. Uh, But she's a beautiful baby girl. She's eight months old now. Uh, But we are so proud to have Miss London Rain in our lives. That's awesome. That is awesome. There were a lot of babies born in 2020, and that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Um, I had some highs. I I learned some things about myself. Um, I was able to sit and meditate and think about good things um, and not perseverate on, you know, woe is me and all this kind of stuff. So I guess I, I realized, not that I didn't realize, but you even know more how blessed you are. Mm-hmm. Um, not with material things, but with your health and your strength and your right mind and to be able to figure out things. And, you know, I think a, a, a high for me also, and I know y'all are going to think this is crazy, but Zoom became a high for me oh, because yeah. I was able to communicate with people. And y'all know the first few weeks of, of COVID, I was FaceTiming y'all. Exactly. I, was, I was like, what you doing, Cheryl? <laughs> what you doing, Beverly? <laughs> we had a wine FaceTime. We, we did. We had a wine, happy, hour. happy hour. Yeah, we did. We did that. So Zoom was a high for me. and um, But that's good that we can look back from where we've come from and learn from it and realize some of it had to happen for a reason. And so we learn and we take those learning lessons or those learned lessons into this new year. And so is there anything you learned about yourself during 2020? crickets. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was it, it was such a year of introspection because like you said, you had so much time to just look inward. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't all that extra noise around you. You weren't forcing yourself to be busy because you didn't want to deal with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. I like the Bible says, know the truth and the truth shall set you free. A lot of times that is know the truth about yourself. And um the thing that I learned about myself this year in the middle of 2020 is that, Cheryl, you're not as spiritual as you think you are. <laughs> you know, you have to continue to have that time alone with God uh, and make, a, make it a priority. And, and that's something I, I just have to put the extra effort into doing because I don't know about you, but you get to the point where everything is like Groundhog Day. You was living the same day over and over and over yes. again in your house. And you're like, okay, get up, pray. Okay, have your coffee, exercise. So you say that every time you prayed, God was like, uh, <laughs> is that you again? <laughs> You know, space of prayer. I used to have my little my little book where I write down everything. What, what you know, God is speaking to me. I'm talking to Him. I'm writing stuff down and I'm reading my scriptures. I was like there, but after a while, I was like, okay, laying in my bed, waking up, just sit, laying in there in my bed praying. You know, not really getting up. You know, to spend that quality time. I just would just lay there and begin to pray because I was like, you know, what's the use? This is all going to continue to happen because it was so much crap happening. And so, but I had to really start digging deep and thank God that I was going to church to help pastor with a lot of the streaming services because I'm telling you that really helped me. 
Um, Because I was getting in the place of just depression being in that house all day, every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It, 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 there was a struggle a few times or more than a few times where, and I'm a loner. I like, I don't mind being at home. I like being at home by myself. That doesn't bother me. But, you know, every now and then you do want to go out and, and do a few different things. And, and it got to be a struggle just sitting, mm-hmm. just sitting still mm-hmm. and dwelling on what is and what isn't and what can be and what's not going to be. You know, and you can only binge so much TV and to the point where your right. brain is like mush and it's like, and then I started getting up listening to some, you know, inspirational music just to get mm-hmm. me going. Cause I'm still working from home too. Um, but at the same time, it was just like, Oh, what is the use? You know? And I guess there's <laughs> only so much Scooby-Doo you can watch on TV, right? <laughs> she claims I watch Scooby-Doo instead of work. Cheryl. Everybody's listening to this. I do work. She does work, <laughs> but she likes Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's it. Scooby, Scooby, do I think a lot of that what Cheryl said is true because I had a routine and it was like, oh, let me lay here and talk to the Lord, you know? Yes. And I was getting lazy. Exactly. I guess that's what it is because you, you, you're like, today is going to be the same, tomorrow, the next day. And I just lay in the bed and thinking I'm doing my work with the Lord. So I'm glad you said that. Because I hadn't really thought about it or made it a goal, but I do need to get back to making it a goal mm-hmm. to spend my time because I was reading more and like, I'm not doing my reading and I'm wondering why my life is kind of mm-hmm. out of order and it's because I'm not doing what I should do. Mm-hmm. And I just realized it just when you said that, Cheryl, I just... Now, I understand when you're laying in the bed and you're praying to the Lord, he still hears you. So I want to make you that very clear. You I'm glad that because he barely knows. He, he can, you can pray anywhere and he's hearing you, you know. But at the same time, you know, I had a routine where I would literally, you know, I felt, you know, just, just more. I was hearing clearer, you know. I wasn't mm-hmm. just in the fog of laying in the bed while I'm praying, but. Yeah, God can hear you anywhere. So those of you that are laying in the bed and praying, don't worry, he still hears you. <laughs> but I just want to put a little bit more to it about yeah. studying and learning. Mm-hmm. So Yes. But I found out that I thought I was mastering the pandemic quite well. And I think I said this on another uh, podcast. But the pandemic really got to me uh, after about six, seven months. <laughs> It was kind of cool, you know. Uh, but then, about six or seven months, I was like, I'm not doing anything. But watching a lot of TV, a lot of Netflix, and then I got into walking and mm-hmm. you know shaping up. But that's all I was doing: walking, shaking, shaping up, and doing absolutely nothing. And here it is: I have been wishing for all this time. You know, you're wishing, oh, if I had time, I would do this, I would do that. That was a lie. <laughs> you know what? How many times have we said, oh, I don't got it. I don't have enough time in the day to do all this. Yeah. Then, then you start having all the time in the day. And you don't want to do what you want. Well, I just cleaned out my closet like two weeks ago. But you did it. Finally. <laughs> when I And I called Sister Mitchell and asked her about how do you do get rid of all these T-shirts? What do you do? You mm-hmm. like them, but you how do you get rid of them? Especially during the pandemic when all you're wearing is, you know, casual clothes and you did workout tell clothes. about the quilt? I did tell okay. her. Okay. So oh. I'm going to have a quilt made out of some of the t-shirts that mean a lot to me. But 
seriously, it got bad. And then I had like a, a, not a breakdown, but I had something. It was where I was upsetting my whole household. <laughs> and I had to kind of pull back, take a deep breath and, and just calm my nerves because I'm like, you, I wanted to uh, hug somebody Mm -hmm. You know, not somebody, because I hug my husband. <laughs> but Skank. you know what I mean. You want to see people out and hug them. I miss Did you hear that. what I said, Beverly? But, Skank. <laughs> yeah, I hug my husband. <laughs> Grandchild and my mommy. So we're all good. <laughs> but I want to hug you all. I want to hug people. I want to go back to church and, yes. you know, be in God's house again. But... It'll come. It'll come. It will. Yeah. I do, I do miss the, the community coming together mm -hmm. and the social gatherings. At first, you know, when this all came down, I was like you. I was like, oh, good, a social break. Because, you know, my calendar was full between mm -hmm. travel, work, counseling, you know, church, and all the different extra things that everybody wants you to attend, whether it's a wedding, a, a, a birthday party. And it was wonderful, you know, being invited to so many of these things. But... Sometimes it was so hard to get everything done yes. and yes. still have a life for yourself. The other thing was my husband and I are now empty nesters and we were supposed to be traveling 2021 overseas, taking more cruises, doing the Mediterranean, yeah. <laughs> doing, you know, so much we had planned and it was all disrupted and all things work together for good. We know God is in control. Mm -hmm. Um but I surely would, I wanted to do more traveling uh, this year. Sounds good. Let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and end everything on a high note. And we are back at the island after our break. And, you know, sometimes we start talking during the break and forget to come back. <laughs> we either start eating or drinking or just talking. Yes. Yes. But anyway, we are back and we want to end this on a high, maybe even funny note for this episode and our season finale episode at that. But we just want to mention maybe 12 funny things to consider as we close the door on one of our most yucky, yucky years mm -hmm. in, our, in my lifetime. I don't know about y'all's lifetime. Yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah. So let me just, I'll, I'll give you guys four of them. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. The dumbest thing I ever bought was a 2020 planner because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use it. Right. I was so bored. I called Jake from State Farm just to talk to someone. He asked me, what was I wearing? <laughs> I didn't say khakis. I said pajamas. <laughs> and that's your favorite outfit. It is. My favorite 2020 outfit. Okay, so 2019 was stay away from negative people. And then in 2020, it was stay away from positive people. Yeah, positive COVID. Positive. Yeah. People that test positive yeah. for COVID. The other one was the world has turned upside down. Old folks are sneaking out of the house and their kids are yelling at them to stay indoors. Isn't that something? <laughs> stay indoors. Oh, I'm sorry. I read. I'm sorry, Beverly. Those were the four you were going to do. Well, I'll just read the four that you were going to do. Okay. <laughs> this morning, I saw a neighbor talking to her dog. It was obvious. She thought her dog understood her. I came into my house and told my cat and we laughed a whole lot. <laughs> 
Cornball. Every few days, try our jeans on just to make sure they fit. Pajamas will have you believe that all is well in the kingdom, and I'm a witness to that. Amen. And yoga pants, all my stretchy clothes, I've been wearing and wearing them. Then I get ready to put my jeans on. I was like, oh my God, what happened? Did you even know how to use a zipper? I know. <laughs> I'm like, what is button, what button? What's wrong? Does anyone know if we can take showers yet? Or should we just keep washing our hands? <laughs> I hope we're taking showers. Both. And the last one that I have is, this virus has done what no woman has been able to do. Cancel sports, shut down all bars, and keep men at home. Thank God sports are back. Thank God sports are back and men can leave. (laughs) You got a group of women here that love sports. Yes. Yes, we all do. Cheryl? Okay, what I have here is I never thought the comment I wouldn't touch him or her with a six-foot pole would become a national policy, but we're here. Yes. The next one is I need to practice social distancing from the refrigerator. Oh, my goodness, y'all. I'm I'm telling you, I gained like 15 pounds, 15 to 19 pounds, and I I got the 15 to 19 off, but I haven't lost any more since then. That's all you gained? Oh my gosh. But that was a lot. Girl, how about 22? Woo. I got rid of some of it, but good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I was a I was a porker. <laughs> and it was good. What? Me being a porker? <laughs> the food. Oh. <laughs> yes, well, I need to practice social distancing from my refrigerator and from my pantry. Uh, I hope the weather is good tomorrow for my trip to the backyard. I'm getting tired of the living room. <laughs> I mean, you all have gotten tired of just being in the house. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, you know, I'll sit out on my patio some days and actually mm-hmm. work outside from mm-hmm. my patio because mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, of course, extends out there. Well, but before yeah. you finish, my mom and I, we ride to the post office just to get out of the house, <laughs> and she can't go in the stores or anything, even with a mask, because I won't let her. But that's her outing. We go to the post office. Get your mail together. Get your cards together for your friends. We're going to the post office. So that's our ride for the day. <laughs> Isn't that something? The little things make you excited now. Yes. Because you can't do the stuff that you would normally do. It's just yes. the small things in life. Me, going to the car wash, and I wasn't driving anywhere. In other <laughs> words, the car's sitting in the garage for a week. I'm like, let me go to the car wash. <laughs> just, to <laughs> just to get out of the house. And I'm in the car wash loving it as I'm driving through. <laughs> The car wash. The car wash. The car wash. Yes. Wow, that is something. I um have my person come to wash my car, so that's another thing. I stay in the house too much. Everybody comes to do everything I need at my home. From oh laundry my gosh. to everything. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's shameful, isn't it? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one that I want you guys to get a good chuckle at. This is, is funny. Never in a million years could I have imagined I would go up to a bank teller wearing a mask and ask for money. <laughs> Here's hoping for a happy new year. Everyone. Yes, happy yes. Year. Love that one. Love that one. That's awesome. So we, I am wishing you and our listeners and our, uh, the ladies here at the Kitchen Island a very happy, happy 2021 
We this has been this is our season finale show episode. Yes, yes. First season finale. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your comments, your suggestions, your recommendations, your encouragement, and all those who have participated this year in the actual um, Kitchen Island Tea sessions. We thank you so much. We could not have done it without you. Keep listening. Keep listening. We are. We also want to extend a thanks to the people outside of the United States, and that encompasses 17 countries that we have listeners in. And all so right. that is awesome, and that's a testament. And all we want to do is keep keeping it real with real talk about real issues, and we would love to hear from you at kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And look forward to new and improved Kitchen Island Tea beginning in February. Be looking for that episode. So it's been a real great ride. Kitchen Island Tea has kept me sane for 2020. It really has. And I'm so happy to have done it with you ladies. And there's nothing else. Y'all got anything else? It's therapeutic, so you get to talk about your issues with your friends. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very therapeutic. Yes. And so, again, like, like the lady said, we want to thank all of our guests that we had our first season. There were so many um, that were willing to be our guests virtually, either through Zoom or FaceTime or just sharing on uh, audio. We want to really thank you because without you, we could not have done all the great informative episodes that we did do. So, and that's, there's nothing else for me. I'm getting tied tongue. I'm going to say ciao, Bella, because that's what Cheryl always says. Yes, she does. Ciao, Bella. And um, if that's it, I'm out of here. My grandson is taking Spanish, so adios. <laughs> well, since you, you took ciao from me, what are we saying in French? Bye. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't do so well in French in college. <laughs> no. Au revoir, everyone. Au revoir. All right. See you next year. No, it's already next year. See you next month. Bye. Bye. <laughs> We don't want to close the season without thanking our special guest of the island, Dr. Yolanda, Alexis, Attorney Camille, State Representative Barbara, Vocab, Susie, Cheryl, Karen, Zoe, Patty, Toya, Maury, Laura and Delton, Amelia, Ben, Sophia, Lawanda, and we had some frequent flyers that made more than one appearance. Adam, Braden, Durrell, Ashley, Marcy, Ezra, and Pastor Otis. Again, thank you for gracing us with your presence and your knowledge and your spirit. And lastly, to our listeners, gracias, dankeschön, thank you, thank you, and thank you. God bless.